Holy Hour of Power, this is the Terry and Jesse show. I am too blessed to be stressed, too anointed to be disappointed, and if hope was money, both Terry and I would be billionaires. I'm on duty. Terry, what about you, my yes, friend? I'm on duty, but every time I see you, brother, he's in a different hotel room. He's preaching the gospel. God love you, brother. It's funny. And you know what? Just to let everybody know, they asked us about next week. It's not common where Jesse and I travel together, but when we do with his wife there, we have a lot of fun. We're going to be going out to uh, Aquinas Communications. It's KCRD 98.3 FM radio. It's on right now. They pick up our shows, and we're going to be doing a little fundraiser for them. And we'll be out next week, but uh, glad to be able to be there. Jesse... Uh, today's show, you know, Klaus Schwab has always been in the name of all the bad things that are going on. And he says yes. at an event that was just done last month, whoever controls the AI and metaverse will be the masters of the world. So we're mm-hmm. going to find out what he has to say about that. And then this is so sad. We talked but we talked yesterday about pornography and how it affects the family so badly. Child trafficking documentary that was produced, and believe it or not, we're going to tell you how some people in Congress didn't want you to see it and what they did to make it go away. Now, this is really uh, good, uh, what I would call investigative work that they did on that. And then I really like the last one, Jess. (laughs) At the CPAC uh, meeting, uh, James O'Keefe points to the sacred heart of Jesus. And, you know, I love it when politics... Uh, say, you know what, we need to bring God in here because if we're going to leave it up to us, we're going to mess it up every time. So I appreciate any politician, whether it's President Trump or anyone else, who brings in that we have a moral law that's higher than our legislative law. So I appreciate that. Hey, Jess, I got big news for you, brother. You you wrote a book on this marijuana, problem with marijuana. Well, I think Oklahoma must have bought a lot of your copies because Oklahoma vote voters overwhelmingly rejected the legalization of recreational marijuana. So we're making progress on these things. <laughs> praise yes. the Lord. No, praise the Lord. Another one that's just um, incredible. Uh, good to know file. This is something, again, where we've got pushback. <clears throat> the Wilmington's Bishop Koenig has, has uh, basically stated that the seal of confessional cannot be broken under any circumstances— despite the proposed bill against the sacramental secret. So this is the kind of bishop I want. Push back on the on the secular humanist. Yes. And then, Jesse, last one, and then I'll turn it to you for your good-to-know file. This is sad, but we knew it was coming. Japan faces demographic winter with nearly double the number of deaths than births in 2022. Wow. Yeah, so they're, wow. they're on their way out. Yeah. Your thoughts, Jess? A couple of things I want to make. I mentioned uh, this month is the Martha dedicated to St. Joseph. Yep. Don't forget to end your prayers by saying, by saying mm. Jesus, Mary, and St. Joseph, we love you. Save souls. Amen. Add that, add that to your prayers in the morning and the evening. Also, this Saturday in Phoenix, Arizona, for you Phoenix Catholics, we're going to have a Catholic uh, comedy festival called the St. Philip Neric Comedy Festival. <laughs> That's Saturday, March 11th at Vertuccio Farms from 1 p.m. to 8 p.m., if you want more information, go to catholiccomedy.com, catholiccomedy.com. On the news, yes, something interesting. The uh, Biden administration uh-huh. gives a woman's award to a man. Oh, yes. Oh, the Biden administration oh, awarded a biological man an award for courage in honor of International Women's Day during a Wednesday ceremony at the White House. 
Alba Rueda, a man who identifies as a woman, received an International Woman of Courage Award from the Biden administration. That says it all, Jess. That says it all. <laughs> Next, California Governor Gavin Newsom ends Walgreens' contract. What happened? Well, Newsom said California will not renew a 54 million contract with Walgreens. Why? Newsom's decision comes after the company announced it would comply with the law in 20 states and not dispense abortion drugs. Newsom, who's been aggressively in favor of abortion in his term as governor, in 2022, he used taxpayer dollars to encourage citizens in red states to travel to California for an abortion. Next. Hey, can I jump in? We did this yeah. yesterday with Bishop yeah. Strickland, and I said, I want everybody to go to a Walgreens and buy something and tell them why you're there because they're not yes. willing to sell this contraceptive abortion uh, medica- medication yes. and it, that we're interested in, in saving our future citizens in our state. Do that, please. Go ahead. Amen. Another, here's the good news. A federal judge yeah. blocks catch and release. A federal judge in, in Florida on Wednesday agreed with state's Republican attorney general that the policy of President Joe Biden's administration to release many people who illegally cross the U.S.-Mexican border rather than detaining them violates U.S. immigration law. District Judge Kent in Pensacola blocked the administration from continuing wow. a Department of Homeland Security policy of catch and release. And finally, here's another one. Democrats are on defense over the January 6th footage. Terry, they've been caught. They have. After after House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Republican from California, gave Fox News host Tucker Carlson access to security footage from the January 6th riot, Democratic leaders are on the defensive. Embarrassment. Yeah. Carlson aired footage of law enforcement allowing protesters to enter the Capitol <laughs> and showing no signs of being threatened by their president. Exactly. President Joe Biden condemned showing the footage of the public, tweeting, quote, how dare anyone diminish or deny the, the hell the Capitol Police went through. I hope House Republicans feel ashamed for what was done to undermine our law enforcement, close quote. Terry, they got caught lying. They did. Anything else, yeah. Better we'll move on to the gospel. Another one? Soul food, Terry. Okay, brother, let's get some soul food, which is really the answer to all of these crazy talks that the people that are out in the world today. Because it's the gospel. It's the it's the it's the gospel message that's going to save us, not the government, not anyone else. So we have to get that straight. It's the gospel. Let's preach it, rest. Jesus Please. said to the Luke chapter sixteen, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Jesus said to the Pharisees, there was a rich man yeah. who dressed in purple garments and fine linen, and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. And from the netherworld, where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, my child, remember that you received what was what was good during your lifetime. Well, Lazarus likewise received what was bad, but now he's comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours, he said. Hmm. Then I beg you, Father. Send him, to my, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, 
lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets, let them listen to them. He said, oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, if they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. Wow. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One point on, on an apologetics angle. Here uh, we see that Lazarus is called, I mean, excuse me, Abraham is called Father Abraham. Father Abraham. So for those that say uh, you can't, do not call anybody father outside of God the Father, here our Lord Jesus Christ calls Abraham the patriarch father. Uh, there's three also things that we can draw out of this. I'll just take, number one, you see the self-centeredness in the rich men. You, for, you, you're going to see that self-centeredness is, is useless and it's sinful and it can get you to hell. Yep. The second thing that we see today in today's verse is suffering. Suffering helps us grow in compassion and in sympathy. And remember the word suffering in Latin and Greek, it means, it means to suffer with. So our personal sufferings make us more human. It's redemptive. It ha, it, it, there's, it's reparation for our sins and for the sins of others. And it also helps us to get rid of, of that bitterness and that uh, that anger and the irritability that sometimes we have. And the last thing is that we can see in today's gospel is that there's more to life than riches. Yeah, big deal. Well, you've got all the money in the world. You're going to die. You're not going to take it with you. <laughs> what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul in the process? So we see that there's more to life than riches in today's gospel, Terry. Well said. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room, Bishop Sheen. Ahead. This fits right into what you're saying, Jess. He says, the day that man forgets that love is identical with sacrifice, he will ask how a God of love could demand mortification and self-denial. And that's exactly where we're at right now. Not only in the world, Jesse, we've got prelates. We've got priests, people in our church that don't understand that we have to deny ourselves and pick up our cross and follow God. And this is something that Bishop Sheen said 70 years ago, but it's still true today. Wow. Hey, Jess, when we get back, we're going to come and cover uh, Klaus Schwab, uh, who says that whoever controls AI uh, and metaverse will be the master of the world. Why is that? Well, wait till you hear what he has to say. And you know what's so sad about this, folks? Pray for his conversion. He's oh, at 90 years old, man. His exit interview is around the corner. Wow. And he's acting like he's going to predict all this. And I guarantee I'd like to have a conversation with this man on his deathbed. Because you know what's really going to matter at that time? None of what he's thinking. Yeah. It's his eternal soul. Where is he going to go? Heaven or hell or purgatory? Well, I'm praying for his conversion because you know what? There's still time, my friend. All right. When we come back, we'll talk. Well, about Terry, right right now, literally, he's, he's jumping over the trap door of hell. That's he's right. saying, right. Yes. Let me in. Let me in. That's what he's doing right now. And we're reaching out saying we're going to pray for your conversion now. Because guess what? Time is short. Stay with us, family. We'll be back here on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us. We're back, Jesse. Wow. What a topic. Hit it. Let's hit it right now, buddy. Klaus Schwab says whoever controls AI Metaverse will be the master of the world. He's wrong. The master of the world is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, the King brother. Of peace and Lord of Lords. <laughs> uh, and, and, he, and he'll find out real soon because he's an old man. Yep. So Mr. Schwab gave a talk titled The State of the World. 
at the annual World Government Summit in Dubai. Which he founded. February, oh, okay. Well, yeah, on February 13th, which was held under, this, under the theme, yep. Shaping Future Governments. Oh, boy. World, World Economic Forum founder Klaus Schwab says that Whoever masters technologies like AI, the metaverse, and synthetic biology will in some way be the master of the world. He said artificial intelligence, but not only artificial intelligence, but also the metaverse, new space technologies, and I, and I go on and on synthetic biology. Close quote, Schwab said. Our life will, in 10 years from now will be completely different, very much affected. And who masters those technologies in some way will be the master of the world, close quote. I'd like to. So Schwab, yeah, go ahead, Terry. No, Jesse, when I hear this kind of baloney, and I'm using nice language, okay? Yeah. It's baloney. Hey, they've been technology trying to stop people from dying. Oh, yeah, we, Fountain of Youth has been around for thousands of years. This dude is going to die just like you and I. And his idea that in 10 years, he won't even be here in 10 years. He'd have to be over 100 years old. So I would like to say, I said earlier, ask him on his deathbed what's important to him right now. And I hope and pray that he will have a massive conversion because you know what, Jess? It doesn't look good for a man like him. Oh, no. So Schwab gave a talk titled The State of the World uh, at oh. the uh, annual World Government Summit. Uh, he says the WEF, World Economic Forum founder, talked about the so-called Fourth Industrial Revolution, a phase that will supposedly transform the world through novel technologies like AI robots, self-driving cars, neurotechnological brain enhancement, and genetic editing. This guy's a, this guy's a modern-day Frankenstein, Terry. Oh, yeah, exactly. He is. Mm -hmm. Schwab stated that he, he thinks the world is at the beginning of this phase and that we will go through deep systematic transformation processes. <laughs> he furthermore claimed that we, will, that we will see exceptional growth of new technology soon. There are some people who claim that we are now in a deglobalizing world, but actually I would say we have to reglobalize this world. He said we have to make sure that we strengthen cooperation because as it, as, it, as it was mentioned, we are faced with issues that are of existential importance for humankind. Our common future is at stake. Continuing, the globalist leader opined, we are moving from a world more or less dominated by one superpower into the patchwork of a multi-power world. With one superpower, a competing superpower, aspiring superpowers like India, middle powers, but also rogue states, companies who have become global powers, technology companies, social media. Schwab named three areas where transformation will take place in the coming years. He said econ economic, energy, and poli political transformation. You know what that Regarding, means, don't you? Yeah, socialism. Exactly. One world, one world government. You got it. Regarding the energy transition, he noted the importance of, a pro, of the pro-abortion Paris Climate Agreement in reaching the goal of net zero, that is, not emitting any extra carbon into the atmosphere. Furthermore, Schwab stressed that we have to make sure that the rule of law is not trampled with the feet in a fragmented world. He said, I see Dr. Ngozi, who at least in the trade field, tries so hard to maintain a global rules-based order. By the way, he's the director general of the World Trade Organization. And so in an interview after his speech, Klaus Schwab, WEF founder, expressed his concerns over the polarization of the public opinion due to a quickly changing world. He said, it has to do with some feeling that we lose control over our own fate. And here I think, Schwab said, governments have an, an important role to explain and to have the ambition and the vision to show that those technologies can serve for the good and are not 
and not per se evil, close quote. The World Economic Founder is the founding partner of the WGS and the two organizations share many similarities in terms of their globalist ideological framework. During Schwab's WEF meeting in January 2023, speakers promoted abortion, LGBT ideology, digital vaccine records, wrong information about the COVID injections, of course. And, wearab and wearable mind reading devices, among other things. And at, at, at this year's WEF meeting, U.S. Special Envoy for Climate Change, fake Catholic John Kerry, praised himself and the other attendees of the WEF for being <clears throat> a select group of human beings that actually talk about saving the planet, close quote. Terry, these guys are nothing but a bunch of pompous elitists. Exactly, and they, they have a worldly view of life, okay? So yes. much so that all they want, yeah, let's save the planet. Let's say, so we need to not have as many people on the planet. So let's get contraceptive. Let's get yes. abortion. Let's start killing the old people. Yeah, you know, when you're, you know, these are the same people say, well, you know, you get to be 70 years old. What are you doing to produce here, uh, Barber? Get rid of him. <laughs> get rid of that dude. He's not producing. He's, he's retired. <laughs> no, but th that's how serious these guys are. They want the population to be so small that they can control everything. Right now, uh, they see... Uh, us Christians, I'll be honest with you, especially Catholics, as public enemy for them because we we have a biblical worldview: be fruitful and multiply. They can't; they don't buy that. They they want just the opposite. So we have a battle on our hands, Jess, and this is why we're not fighting with guns. We're fighting on our knees. We're praying. We're praying for conversion of these people. Remember our lady said it? Yeah, souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. Can we imagine how the good that would come when a man like this would be converted uh, to Christ? Are you kidding me? It would be a great thing to happen. Now, can it happen? I think it can. Now, will it? I don't know. But you know what? I leave it to God, and all I'm going to say is make a little sacrifice for that man and for all those people who have this worldly view that, that our life is only here on planet Earth, and we're going to develop some kind of technology to live forever, and they're fooling themselves. They sure are. Uh, Terry, let me give a definition of AI so people have a working definition because we use that a lot in this program. AI means artificial intelligence. And so in layman's terms, artificial intelligence can be used to define a branch of computer science that can simulate human intelligence. AI is implemented in machines to perform certain tasks that actually require human intelligence. So if you're wondering what is, an AI, what is AI, some of the primary functions includes the, the, uh, the, like, the like of reasoning like a human being, learning, problem solving, and quick decision making by these machines, these computers. So at the core of it, artificial intelligence is nothing but an algorithm with certain sets of rules. So AI systems have the ability to learn from the iteration of tasks where the computer data, that's the computer uh, algorithms, they're fed to the system. And this is exactly how machine learning can actually get better at doing their specified tasks without any external interference. Uh, one of the main branches of AI is manufacturing robots. Did you guess that? 
robots. So the majority of all the manufacturing is done by robots. Just think about the Terminator, that movie 30 years ago. Robots, as we know of, are nothing but programmable machines that are used to carry out certain tasks. And this in turn improves efficiency while making sure that the work is completed with minimum errors. These AI-powered robots are devoid of any general intelligence, but at the same time, they are capable of problem solving. I'll tell you the problem with AI. Number one, we know from many exorcists that have talked about technology and the diabolical, uh, the, the, top, the top exorcist, Father Sakia from the Philippines, uh, Father Rossetti, uh, Washington, D.C. exorcist. He's a, he's a Ph.D. in psychology as well. Father Chad Ripperger, a Thomas exorcist. Every single exorcist that talks about technology says that demons are able to uh, they're able to uh, cause damage or they're able to interface with technology, computers, cell phones, iPhones, radio. They're able to disturb technology. They're able to use technology uh, to advance to, to advance some type of diabolical message. So that's number one. Absolutely. And you start making machines that 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 simulate human intelligence. Demons have access to technology that's that's stated across the board by exorcist, Terry. And Jesse, let me jump in and say that pornography, the people who produce, produce the pornography are using AI to produce these robots that look like, yeah, you can yes. imagine what they're doing, Jesse. I got a big article oh, yeah. on that. And, and yeah. basically, they're going to try and convince people to call in, talk to this robot, and abuse your your uh, moral character and think that you're talking to some woman and when you're really not, but you're going to uh, commit forni- uh, forni- all kinds of moral. Oh, Terry, problems. of course. That's what they're making these, uh, ro- these sex yes, robots. That's what they're doing. Fornication. Yeah, that's what they're doing. And so yeah. what's happening that, is AI, that you, that's you the think, devil. Absolutely. You think that this robot that's speaking to you no. as you're fornicating with this robot yeah. and starts talking to you, you think it's not a demon that's going to be speaking of to you? Of course it robot? is. A hundred percent. You're going to say, wow, this robot talks to me when I'm, you know, when I'm making love here fornicating. Well, guess what? You're going to be talking to a demon. Terry, there's even secular humanists that have warned us about the dangers of AI. Wow. Stephen Hawkins, the great famous atheist scientist who just, he was on a wheelchair. Remember him? He, yeah. he used to, yeah, he, he was gone on it. Yeah. Too. He passed, he passed away, you know, a couple of years ago, but he said this in 2014 in a BBC interview. He said this quote. Once humans develop artificial intelligence and it takes off on its own and redesigns itself at an ever-increasing rate, humans who are limited by slow biological evolution couldn't compete with AI and AI will supersede human beings. Hmm. Also, you got uh, yeah, Steve Hawking, Noam Chomsky, who's a, who's a secular humanist atheist, and Elon Musk. All three of them have signed an open letter warning us against the pitfalls yep. of AI development. Yep. Also, Ryan Kahlo, Washington University law professor, argues for the development of these federal robotic commission to monitor and regulate the developments of AI so that we don't innovate irresponsibly. And I'll tell you something else that Japan and other countries are building these robots for, for war. Oh yeah. They're saying, we don't need human beings. We're going to build a, an army of soldiers that are robots and that's right now the future of Asia right now. That's what they're working on right now. 
Jesse, you're high information Catholic. How do we see this in our Catholic faith? I'll tell you how we see it. We see it good and evil. It's a simple equation that we have to fight with our faith. That's number one. And and the idea that this AI is going to corrupt more people, this is a a, a, a heinous approach that the that the devil is taking. And again, um, we have to reject it soundly. And uh, again, we're bringing this information to you because the next topic we cover, we're going to be talking about child trafficking documentary that exposes so much to this pornography. And this is evil to the hill. So stay with us, family. We'll be back with more on the Terry and Jesse show here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us because remember, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. Stay with us. The Terry and Jesse Show. Just reminding you, it is the month of St. Joseph. End your prayers, morning and evening prayers with things like uh, doxologies, like with St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us, or Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you, save souls. Want to talk now about child trafficking documentary some in Congress did not want you to see. This article, this documentary, was put out by a Protestant Christian. His name is Bradley Lee. He's a he's an ordained Protestant preacher. He's got his own radio show. He wrote a very interesting article about about uh, tr- child trafficking, and some in Congress are part of it as well. He says they would not believe it because it is unthinkable. That's why they get away with it. Yes, it is unthinkable. Why could the modern American church stand down concerning the homosexual agenda? Why are Polish uh, uh, politicians in Washington, D.C. voting in favor of what God calls an abomination? The widespread acts of pedophilia committed against our children by both clergy and corrupt politicians is rampant and unthinkable. In fact, most people, uh, the Bible tells us about the the consequences <laughs> of those who mess with children. The consequences, Leviticus 18.22, Leviticus, Leviticus 20.13, yeah. Matthew chapter 18, verse 7 to 9, Romans 1.24, and Jude chapter 1, verse 7. There are some serious consequences from Almighty God for those who mess with children. God have mercy on them. Wow. Yes. They need it. So... The Conspiracy of Silence is a documentary put out by Protestant brothers that exposed a network of religious leaders and Washington politicians who flew children to Washington, D.C. for sex orgies. Unbelievable. Many, Many children suffered the indignity of wearing nothing but their underwear and a number displayed on a piece of cardboard hanging from their necks when being auctioned off to foreigners in Las Vegas, Nevada, and Toronto, Canada. At the last minute before airing, unknown congressmen threatened the TV cable industry 
with restrictive legislation if this documentary was aired. Again, this documentary was put out by Protestants. Almost immediately, unknown persons who ordered all copies destroyed, purchased the rights to the documentary, and a copy of this videotape was furnished anonymously to former Nebraska State Senator and Attorney General John DeCamp, who made it available to retired FBI agent John, I mean, Ted L. Gunderson. So on Tuesday, May 3rd, 1994, the video that, that, that we just mentioned to you is called Conspiracy of Silence that aired on the Discovery Channel. Influential members of Congress applied pressure to the cable industry to stop the airing of the program and destroy all copies. Hard to believe that that happened, Jesse, really. Yeah. But it does happen. Yes. It's... Uh, it was already listed nationwide yeah. uh, on the TV Guide and Newspaper Supplements. The Discovery Channel and Yorkshire Television were reimbursed for the one-fourth one to a hundred to half million dollars production cost. Follow the money, Jesse. Here it comes. Yeah, Go ahead. John DeCamp has written an eye-opening peek into the CIA, Boys Town, and the use of sex in politics. Oh. Terry, there's 10 bullets. You want to share with me, I'll give are? one. Yeah, the CIA uses boys to ensnare politicians and then blackmail them. Ten. Yeah, do all 10. All okay. 10, okay. The FBI is the garbage detail, uh, dredging up political crimes and carting, uh, carting away the mess, threatening those who don't back off. This is all what? Number three, at the highest level of government, we find the vermin who are directing... Horrific wars all over the world. Hmm, sounds like it's going on right now. Number four, the government will imprison, smear, or assassinate anyone who acknowledges of these perverse sexual crimes. Jesse, we know some people that have been snuffed out. Yep, not that's not just happening in Russia. Politicians yeah. <laughs> use... No, they happen all the time. Yeah. Politicians use Boys Town as a department store so they can corrupt and use kids for sex and as drug court carriers. Oh, that's sick. And I know this about Omaha, Nebraska already. This is one of the headquarters for child check, uh, trafficking. Omaha, Nebraska has been breeding ground of sexual perversion for a long time. Now, the former CIA director, William Colby, was assassinated for speaking out. Hey, Jesse, if something wow. ever happened to you or I for what we're talking about, I'm not suicidal, Terry. I'm not either, brother. Just I thought I'd mention it. Number eight. You go ahead, Jess. Number eight. George H.W. Bush, picked for the CIA by corrupt by the corrupt Warren Commission, member Gerald Ford, oh took over the CIA when Colby was fired. Number nine. As today's journalists and investigators are smeared or killed if they search for the truth. Number 10. As with the Twin Towers implosions on 9-11, the building in Oklahoma City that was bombed was torn down before investigators could use it for evidence. So DeCamp this, uh, points out that similar tactics are taken by the government over many years to cover up evidence of its high crimes and misdemeanors. This is an article put out by Protestants. Uh, again, you know, it doesn't mean we agree with everything he's saying, right. but I, I think he tracks in the right direction as it, as it relates to child molestation. Now, let me tell you something, Terry, that most people don't know tell me, about this, this whole child molestation. I'll tell you who was the president that cracked down against pedophiles more than anybody else. President Trump. I, yes, I just pulled up an article that. From, church, from Church Militant. Yeah, It was written in 2017. Here's the title of the article. President Trump busts 1,500 pedophiles 
and the media keeps silent. That about tells this. you everything right there, Jess. That tells you everything. Yeah. Yeah. Let me read two paragraphs on this from Church. The mainstream media yep. has kept silent as President Donald Trump in his first two months of office has overseen the arrest of more than 1,500 pedophiles, almost four times more than the 400 pedophiles arrested under President Obama in all of 2014. Recent arrests show that more than 1,500 sexual predators were busted for their involvement in child sex trafficking rings in the U.S. since January 20th, the day Donald Trump took office. A joint report by the Department of Justice and FBI reveals that for the entire year, 2014, President Obama oversaw only 400 similar arrests. I remember that article. Yep, I remember that. Yeah. Yep. So all I can tell you, Terry, is uh, if, if if you want to see the president that took this more serious than anybody else, that's President Donald Trump. Nobody even even comes close to him. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'll tell you, Terry, the left, they've been trying to normalize adult child sex for a long time. They've been been trying to do that for a long time. In fact, there's an organization, uh, there's an organization called NAMBLA. We've talked about that before. North American Man Boy Love Association. And NAMBLA, what they've been trying to do for decades is this is people in the homosexual community. They they're they're running interference so that society could accept, you know, uh, older man relationships with, you know, 12, 13, 14 year olds or children. And 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 uh, this is something that 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 you see uh, it's being pushed by the woke left. You see, for example, uh, uh, transgender. Uh, what's it called? Uh, those uh, those women that go read the comic books, but they're men, and they're actually men dressed like women. Drag queen story hours. Yep. What's that all about, Terry? That's all about trying to normalize sexual promiscuity with young people. Yeah, Jesse, let me just give you the genesis of all this. That I, in my opinion, it's contraception. Once uh, the church in 1968 came out with a document called Humani Vitae. Remember, in '65, the the uh, case about the legality of having birth control. Once you separate uh, the yes. life and uh, commitment yeah. of, of fr- fraternity of, of marriage between a man and a woman, once you take that away and say, oh, no, no, we're going to be much happier if we use contraceptions. No, just the opposite. Look what the sexual revolution brought. This is the, this is the fruit of the sexual revolution. Yeah, absolutely, Terry. And, I'll, and, and you know what the left is trying to do? Tell me. They're tr- they're trying to remove pedophilia as a mental disorder they are. from the from the American Psychiatric Association's diagnostic just like they did back in seventy three for homosexuality exactly <laughs> yeah the, the, these same woke leftists are trying to they're trying to pressure yeah. the the medical community right. to remove pedophilia from the DSM which is ba- it's basically the bible for the doctors yeah. the DSM the Diagnostic Statistical Manual right. And I'll tell you, Terry. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you where where, where pedophilia is, is basically it has been normalized. It's normalized in Hollywood. Yeah. I re- I remember years ago there was an actor named Corey Feldman. Yep. He's in his forties now, but he said he was interviewed by ABC News. He said that pedophilia was the number one problem for child stars in in Hollywood. Yeah. And one of his f- friends uh, named Corey ha- Corey Haim or Corey Haim, he committed suicide huh. because he was a victim of pedophilia. 
And I remember Corey Feldman talked about his, his, his young friend that committed a suicide, another, another Hollywood actor. And he said that the reason he said, he said this, I'm going to quote him. And he says, I can tell you the number one problem in Hollywood was and is and always will be pedophilia. That's the biggest problem for children in the Hollywood industry. He goes, it's a big secret. Nobody wants to talk about it. The casting couch, which is the old Hollywood reference to actors being expected to offer sex for roles, applies to children as well, actor Corey Feldman said. He says, oh, yeah, not the same way. It's all done under the radar. Wow. He says this. Corey Feldman says, when I was 14 years old and a Hollywood actor, I was surrounded by pedophiles. Didn't even He goes, I didn't even know it. It wasn't until I was old enough to realize what they were and what they wanted uh, that's what I said. Oh my gosh, they're everywhere. Feldman's now in his 40s, but he's the one that, again, uh, he talks about his friend Corey Heim, who committed suicide back in 2010 as a result of having been molested in Hollywood. And Jess, that's why we have here at Virgin Most Powerful a biblical worldview on life that says sin is sin and virtue is virtue. And we need to continue to have. That clearly enunciated in our church. And that's what we do here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We don't compromise one iota. When we come back, talk about James O'Keefe pointing to the sacred heart of Jesus. What's that about? Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Spiritual warfare at its best, everybody. I know a lot of people are having challenges on our our uh, app and on our delivery systems, but it's just a coincidence. Yeah, right, Terry. No coincidence that we got knocked off the air, but we're back on. And uh, now our new topic here is a spiritual war. Yeah, that's right. James O'Keefe points to the sacred heart of Jesus in a fairy CPAC speech. Hit it, Jess. Terry, this guy is, uh, he's a Catholic. Of course he is. Uh, and he's a culture warrior. He's a young adult. This is the generation that's going to save the church right here, the, the James O'Keefe generation, Damn, brother. the Matt Walsh generation. Uh, the, the uh, uh, Yeah, the, these these are the, the generations that are going to change the church. So James O'Keefe gave a fiery speech at the CPAC, mm -hmm. at the Conservative Political Alliance uh, Conference. And at, after his spiritual remarks, O'Keefe brought a Pfizer whistleblower on stage to share her story of exposing corruption. You think? So Project Veritas founder, James, again, once he delivered that his fiery remarks at the Conservative Political Action Conference, CPAC, he told the audience that we're going through a spiritual war, yep. a fight of good and evil, Yep. before bringing a Pfizer whistleblower on stage with him to have her share her story. Now, he made the remarks about the spiritual battle while pointing to a still shot of the sacred heart of Jesus and Mary, which were hanging in the restaurant where his <laughs> outlet recorded a video of Pfizer employee admitting the pharmaceutical giant engages in direct evolution of viruses. Wow. Again, so he he showed his cat. He showed his Catholic card, Terry at CPAC. Oh Good yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, we need more of that. Could continue, Jess. He says, of all the restaurants in New York City, I picked maybe the one in Brooklyn where I could get a shot like that. Talking about a shot of Jesus and Mary. Yep. And uh, he said while pointing directly at the images. 
of my favorite thing to do is confront the bad guy. That's what I like about him. That, that, that's, that's a real man, okay, to confront the bad guys. Yeah, he said, referencing his confrontation with exposed Pfizer employee Jordan Walker. Yep. He then showed a clip of his confrontation of Walker in which the Pfizer contractor said, I'm literally a liar. These are the people making decisions in our society. He quipped while the audience laughed. O'Keefe then proceeded to introduce a woman called Debbie, who was a Pfizer whistleblower. He spoke with while obtaining the the relevant information for his expose on the company. He said that for her efforts, she was interrogated harshly by Pfizer and allegedly that the company harassed her and her loved ones. Wow. Debbie, she's the young adult I saw the speech. Debbie opened her short speech by telling the audience she was terrified to come forward but was encouraged by O'Keefe's insistence to keep exposing the truth even after he was ousted from the company he founded. The spirit of fear is not from the Lord, Amen. she said. As a believer, I knew that I couldn't just sit around, she continued, and watch people get lied to, get gaslit. We need to learn not to be fearful, she charged, further urging people to have the courage to expose evil activities at their places of work if need be. If you guys work for big tech, big media, government agencies, it's your responsibility to stand up Do not let these people get away with this. O'Keefe concluded the session by telling the audience to stay tuned, and he hinted he has more to come in his journalistic career, despite his recent and massively unpopular ousting from Project Veritas. God bless this young man. May his tribe increase, Terry. Yeah, and you know, Jesse, uh, this is so important that we come out and expose, expose error with truth. And I know this is uh, in our country, okay? But you know what, Jesse? I'm going to apply this to Holy Mother the Church right now. Are you ready? I know this is going to probably tick some people off. But it's true. Our good friend, Father Frank Pavone, he gets his priesthood taken away from him, okay? But then the priest who abused girls in the confessional, the nuns, he's, he was... Rup, just, Rupnick, yeah, Rupnick. Rupnick. He was just in uh, last weekend at a public mass, concelebrating mass. Now, Jesse, I'm not in management. I'm in sales, okay? But as a salesman, I'm saying, wait a minute. Why is this guy still in the priesthood? There's so much information on him that he's abused over the years. Somebody has got to say, hey, just because he's friends with high people in the church, he doesn't get away with this because it's the same thing we, we hold accountable in the secular world, and I don't think that we should make an excuse for the evils that are going on in the church, we need to call them to accountability. You're with me, Jesse? Terry, uh, this disgraced Father Rutnick, yeah. who should be laicized and thrown in the darkest prison yes. uh, on, on planet Earth, this guy, this guy made a career. Yeah. Look, at look. this is not, not just abusing. Let, let's just say divergenizing Catholic nuns. Ugh. I'm going to say that again. Divert like a predator. Yeah. He knows they're virgins. Yep. They're twice as young or three times younger than he is. Yeah. And he purposefully grooms them to de-virginize them at least 20. This is a moral monster, Terry. Yeah. 
And he needs to be stopped. And here's the point I'm making about the corruption inside the church. And I'm just being honest. You know, and again, I'm not going to worry about who will be offended if I speak the truth about this. I'm worrying about those who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if I don't. I'm exposing this because I want the corruption to stop. And so you got to call them out. And so people like Father Frank Pavone, he gets his priesthood taken away. But Father Rubnick, hey, he's still kind of celebrating saying Mass in Rome. And, and then when, and I'll be honest with you, Jesse, the Holy Father was asked about that case. Here's what the Pope said. I'm not familiar with that case. Now, now, Holy Father, with all due respect, okay, and I have a lot of respect for the office. But of course. You know, I, I do, but I don't have respect for someone who tells me that I know for him to be um, excommunicated, that he has to have a say on that. Nobody can be excommunicated without the Pope's approval. So there's a problem there. So, Holy Father, did you know? And if you did, just be honest and say it. I mean, there's confession I, for popes too, Jess. Now, if I'm calling them out because I'm a layman and who are you to say that? You know who I am? I love Jesus Christ and his bride, the church, but I don't want leaders in the church who are corrupt because that's what scandalizes evangelization. Okay, I'm done, Jess. Terry, let me let me end up on a high note oh, here. All right. uh, yeah, what a, what a, because we're, we're, we're experiencing what Mexico experienced 100 years ago the infiltration of communism in America. And so let me go back to a movie that all of us watch. It was called For Greater Glory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the historical Mexican drama film uh, about the Cristero Wars back in the 1920s, where you have these these, uh, zealot, faithful Catholic men and women that make a decision to risk their life for the church, for their faith, for their country. Uh, And uh, the protagonist was... Andy Garcia, he was General Gorostieta. Yes. He was a, a retired military general, and uh, he was hired by the Cristeros. They knew that he knew how to uh, how to marshal an army, and they needed somebody to lead them against the communist Masonic Mexican government. And so I remember in one of the final battles, Terry, of General Gorostieta, he rallied his men. You remember this line? Uh, he said this. Oh, yeah. He's on a horse. I and love he goes this. like this. He yeah. goes, quote, today we're going to send a message. Freedom is our homes, our wives, our children. Yeah. And we will defend it or die trying. Yep. Que viva Cristo Rey. Then he said, you must remember, men. You must remember, men will fire bullets but God will decide where they land. I love that line. (laughs) Jesse, that's one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. (laughs) Yes. Terry, and and, and you know what? Basically what he's saying, it's that section of the movie of the For Greater Glory, uh, chronicling the Cristiano Wars that was from 1926 to 1929, it it was a war by people of Mexico against the atheistic Masonic Mexican government. It reminds me, of one of the phrases of the early church fathers. The early church fathers were known to say, you can't do anything to a man who looks at death as a positive option. You can't send yeah, me anywhere yeah, where God that's, is not. That's the father, Isaac. Uh, that's one of the statements that um, we've heard from other priests who've told us, that, yeah, you can't send me anywhere God isn't. Dude, do what you got to do because you know what? <laughs> I love Jesus Christ. And we need that attitude today, Jesse. This is yes. what's going to turn this around is our love for Jesus and a calling on 
the power of the precious blood of Jesus Christ in union with Our Lady, we can't miss. That's right. And, and Terry, uh, you know, confusion right now is, it, this is the smoke of Satan. Yeah, Whenever is. you see confusion yeah. or disorientation or chaos, or anarchy, yeah. this is a smoke of Satan. Yeah. And this is enveloping the battlefield. But in order for us to defeat the forces of chaos, what is necessary is we must have purity of doctrine. Amen, we, brother. We must have clarity of words, moral clarity of words. We must have uh, an interior life. Yeah. And we must also, Terry, we must also live according to to our state in life, become holy and live according to our state in life. And remember, remember family, in the end, we have the certainty that truth will triumph over lies, light over darkness, good over evil. So stand firm Catholics and yep. rush to the battle lines with Jesus in your heart, a rosary in one hand, a Bible in your other hand, no matter what happens, no matter how this battle turns out, we know that Christ wins the war at the end. He is our hope. And Jesse, I'm going to encourage people to go to your website and get how to keep your faith and your sanity in this present darkness and we find ourselves in. So one of the things I'm going to mention is what you just said. You said just said this, at the end of the day, remember, God is in control. He's not asleep. I love that. This is his world, right? He loves everybody on this planet. Yes, this is his Catholic Church and his divine providence is guiding the church through these rough waters for a final victory. And I love it what St. Padre Pio said, pray, hope, and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful. He will hear your prayers. Wow, Jess, this is a good article. Go to jesseromero.com and get that. Jess, what state should we be living in, brother? Last time I checked, we're called to live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Become holy or die trying and flee this corrupt generation. Amen. And as I said every time, Our Lady of Fatima, get to the message. Hey, souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. What can I do today? I know. Everything. Make it a sacrifice for God. That's a great way to live. Remember, she said souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. You can affect souls right now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Do it now. Wow. Jesse, I'm all fired up. I'll tell you why. Because our Lord has given us an opportunity to share the gospel through the radio and through all these other means we're doing it. Thank you, Jesus. We give thee thanks, almighty, all merciful, and all loving God for all Amen. the blessings that we have received from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. Amen. God love you.